to 1 Samuel chapter 30. I want to thank you so much for being faithful to the house of God. Faithful to these wonderful services that God has given us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm in the will of God tonight. And you're in the will of God. Together we're going to follow the will of God and we're going to see what God does. How many of of you love the Lord tonight? If you're here tonight and you're in need of healing, miracle, whatever your need may be, salvation, it is yours tonight. Simply believe in God and God will do those great things for you. First Samuel chapter 30, verse number 1, please. And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziglag on the third day. That the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziglag and smitten Ziglag and burned it with fire. And had taken the women captives that were therein. They slew not any either great or small, but carried them away. Everyone say, carried them away. Turn to your neighbor and say, they did not kill them. They just carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burnt with fire. And their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David was greatly distressed for the people spake to stone him because the soul of all the people were grieved. Every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And David said unto Abiathar the priest, Ahimelech's son, I pray thee, let him let bring me hither the ephod. Abiathar brought hither the ephod to David, and David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, pursue. Not only pursue, but thou shalt surely, surely overtake them and without fail recover all. I hope and pray that that you came tonight Filled with expectation. That you came tonight not just looking but wanting, not just wanting, but with everything within you knowing that I am going to receive from God. Because the Lord 
gave me this message for you today. And the Lord wants you to understand that the things you thought, you may be seated, the things you thought were killed were just simply taken away. They're not destroyed, but been taken away. And if you will pursue, you will be able to get back everything that the enemy has taken from you and this assembly. I wish somebody would get with me. Somebody say, praise the Lord. The songwriter gave us a little persuasion, if you please, when he pinned down these words. I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what was stole from me. I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me. You know he is under my feet. He is under my feet. Satan is under my feet. The fact is, church, that some things have to be done in order to survive and declare the victory. And that is you and I have to square off our shoulders, wipe our tears, and go straight to the enemy's camp and get back the very things that the devil has stole from us. The question tonight, do you want to receive everything that's been taken away from you? Would you like to get back everything that the devil has taken from you and your family? God said you're well able with his presence. You can't achieve that. Somebody say praise the Lord. Crying and backsliding over it. It's not going to help. Murmuring and complaining is not going to change it. Fighting with one another is not going to make it better. To change our doctrine, to change our standards, is not going to make him bring back the very things that he has taken from us. We just have to make up our minds, trust God, and go on his command and get back what the devil has stole from us. Devil, I'm here to get back what's mine. Now, am I, if I'm out of the will of God, but I don't think so. I want someone to stand up and say, Brother Jeremy, you missed it. Brother Jeremy, you're out of the will of God. 
This church is not the church you should be preaching to. Leave now and go somewhere else. I'm in the will of God and I'm preaching to the right church. The devil has stole some things from this assembly year after year after year, but you're sitting down. Somebody needs to rise up and say, I'm tired of the enemy taking from us. We want everything that the devil's taken from us. They're not destroyed. They've just been taken away. I hope you understand that these services are in the will of God. I hope you understand that these services are ordained of God. And if you can get a hold of this, if you can really get a hold of this and trust God, there's no telling what will happen with this church. I want it back. I want it back. I want my anointing back. I want the power of the Holy Ghost in my life. I want it back. I want my faith back. I want my vision back. I want my family back. I want my health back. I want my life back. I want my convictions back. I want my holiness standards back. I want my ministry back. I want everything that the devil's taken away from me. I want it back. Turn to your neighbor and say, they're not destroyed. You thought the devil destroyed them, but he couldn't. He just took them away. You thought those things were destroyed in your life, that it was the end of it all, and that's it. But the devil's been a liar. You see, God perhaps maybe allowed him to go as far as to take, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Has anybody got the Holy Ghost in this place? Maybe he's allowed him, Sister Davis, to take some things away, pull some things away from us, but he was not allowed to kill it. He was not allowed to destroy it. He was not allowed to kill it. Somebody say, praise the Lord. So whatever you've lost, whatever you see that you've lost, it's not dead, but you've got to get the gumption. You've got to get the fight back in you and said, I'm not going to stay here any longer. I'm going to go straight to the devil and get back. Get back what he took from me. The Bible gives us a definition of Satan's purpose on the earth. John chapter 10, of course. And the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But God came that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. Somebody say, praise the Lord. Okay, Lord, help me with this now. You see, it is a fact that the devil is trying to slip or has slipped within this church. Oh, come on, Jeremy. To minimize, 
to reduce, to look less in character. He has slipped in to minimize the character of this church, the power of the church, and the anointing of the church. He slipped in to somehow, some way, to cause you to lose the vision and the purpose of this church. To cause you to focus on doubts and fears and failures. And to lose the spirit of outreach and revival. How many of you really believe that it is happening? And I know there's just a few of us here, but I'm glad you're here and you can tell the rest. But how many of us really believe that it is happening? Or are we on our third week and are we still thinking, maybe, hoping, well, it's just like before? That is something the devil would like for you to keep on thinking on instead of thinking that it is. Again, one thing about the devil. He might have stole it, but he couldn't kill it. He couldn't kill it. He couldn't kill it. This church still has life. You're not dead. You just lost some things. I'll never forget years ago. I was pastor in LaRose and we were coming back from church service and uh, I drove up at my home and parked the car underneath the carport and I was walking up the steps and something wasn't right and went down the steps just felt went back in the backside and Sure enough, someone had threw a rock through the back door. Glass, big rock, and through the back door. And I noticed and unlocked the door and came in. Now, I'm pastor, I have the Holy Ghost. Something kind of turned in me. Right after church service. Right after preaching a message. Speaking in tongues. Feeling the Holy Ghost. And at that moment, something happened to me. 
course, I controlled myself. But something just kind of rose up in me. And so I went inside and looked around and things began to, were, were uh, looking around, things were missing. And that got me a little more angry. And I went through the rooms and they went into personal things and drawers with personal items in it and that got me upset. And they went in my closet and took one of the little boxes that I had that uh, I had some uh, silver dollars of uh, 1902, 1904 that my grandfather left me and they took it and they took those things from me and I was upset. I was so upset because how dare they come into my home and take the things that belong to me. Oh, I was in a fighting mood. I'm sorry. If those, whoever it was would have been there at that time, God would have had to help me. probably would touch my heart and I probably would have prayed for him. But probably I would have asked God, God, can I go back to where I used to be before I got the Holy Ghost for a moment and let me get to the drawer where the knife is and I will split him from one way. Now you're looking at it, so that's a bad boy. Well, that's, you see, thank God I got the Holy Ghost. And so anyway, uh, that happened, of course. We called the police, and they came, and they did their thing. And they caught him. Three teenage boys. 16 and 17. The oldest one was 17. They caught him, and, and hey, they did it. They confessed the whole bit, and then they let him go because they were kids. And I would go to the store, the little convenience store not too far from the house, and they would be there. I'll never forget the one that was 17 years old was right there at the door and come in my face. I said, you little rat. I wish you was 18. I'd, I'd bite you. You never felt that way? Nobody ever felt that way? I, am I the only one, even though I've been filled with the Holy Ghost, ever get, you know, anger but sin not? But he's in my face. What are you going to do about it? Oh, I wish you would be 18. <laughs> I know it's funny, but boy, I wanted to grab that little boy. Well, he wasn't a little boy, you know, he was a, he was a man, 18 years old, 17 years old. I would have... Like to throw, I know I'm taking my time. This is what, but I throw him against the wall and just held him there. Like my dad used to do sometimes. Boom. Hey, boy. Brought you in this world. I can take you out. <laughs> See, when I was raised up, I got whippings. Now, my mom used to whip the fire out of me all the time. She used to whip me even though I didn't do nothing. She said, just in case you did. And then mama whipped with everything. A spoon of the belt. For whatever, the uh, oleander trees, my grandfather would peel the thing off and say, oh, man. Anybody got whipped before? 
Well, my mama would whip me all the time. I'll never forget, I stuck my tongue at her one time, and she got, oh, my Lord. And that stuff about put hot sauce on the tongue, my Lord. By the age of silver, I put a, uh, put a nipple, I could suck it. I mean, I was drinking hot sauce like it was out of style. It didn't bother me. Maybe that's why I like it so much. Every time I said a bad word, <laughs> but I was upset because they had come into my home and took the very things, those things that were precious to me. And I could not do anything. And yet Satan has come into your home and he has taken some things from you and yet it seems that you're not angry enough to pursue after him somebody in this auditorium or this church today needs to get mad at the devil and said I'm tired of you taking things from my life I'm tired of you taking my tears away. I'm tired of you taking my health away. I'm tired of you taking all these things away. I will fight. I will fight. I will fight. I will get back the very things that you've taken. Turn to your neighbor and say, are you mad enough? Or do you want him to take some more? Would you like him to steal some more? Or would you like to get back the very things that the devil has taken from you? These things were one of the worst tragedies that ever happened in the life of David. After being sent out from among the Philistines, a three-day journey, we read about it led to a smitten and burnt Ziglag. His wives were taken. His men's wives and children were taken. They wept until they could not weep anymore. He even got to the place where the men, David's men, wanted to stone him. But with all of this, David encouraged himself in the Lord. But I want you to understand something. Encouragement wasn't enough. Coming to church in this revival services and speaking in tongues is not enough. Encouraging yourself in God and one another is not enough. This is a battle. It's warfare. You've got to understand, David was a man that, that he, he was a, a man of war. He fought. He was the one that said, is there not a cause? 
the problem had got him to a place where he just, oh my, just, just encouraged himself, but there wasn't enough. He had to get a hold of God and God told him, he said, should I pursue? And God said, yes, pursue. And whatever that has been taken away from you, you shall recover all. I wish somebody would believe me tonight. I wish somebody would get excited tonight. I wish somebody would really get excited tonight. The fact that God is telling you whatever you lost, God's going to give it back to you. Whatever you lost, God's going to give it back to you. Whatever the devil's taken away, God's going to give it back to you. So shall we pursue? Yes! Pursue means to chase, to put to flight, to follow after, to hunt down hostile intent. Somebody needs to get mad at the devil. I want to ask a question. And to all of you that are visitors here tonight, we're so glad that you're here. Our guests, should we say. We're glad that you're here tonight. And we want God to touch you. Whatever your need is, whatever prayer you'd like, whatever you want, we want God to touch you. I know there are some here that came today or tonight just for that particular reason. You're listening to the message, but you want God to heal you or to bless you. And I pray he does. But God gave me this message to the church. And so a simple question for you tonight where you think where is this bringing us to where are we going going to in this revival what's taking place right now what do you say is this the will of God are we having a move of God is God moving among us or we're going to see the very things that we have prayed for for so long or is this just services? Is there anything that the devil's come into your life and taken away from you that you just kind of set back because it's been so long and say, well, go ahead and take it. Go ahead and do what you want. Or are you willing to fight for it and say, God has said, I can take it back. I can get it back. And devil, I'm going to take it from you. I got a daughter. She lives in Canada. Backslider. Got to see her for the first time a couple of weeks or so ago. I think it was like three years passed by. I hadn't seen her. Of course, when I seen her, you know, I'm a dad. That's my baby. Even though she's about 40 years old. Still my baby. 
but she's a backslider. Taken away. Pulled from the enemy. Is this okay? A while back, I was praying. Of course, you know you can pray for your children until it seems that life leaves you because they're your children. But while I was in prayer, the Lord spoke to me and said, I'm sending angels to your children and to your grandchildren and your great-grandchild. You didn't think I was that old. I'm not. I was grandpa at 33. I was dad at 16. I'm not that old. I just started young. I did it all already. I don't have to wait till I get old. Start all over and do it all over again. I just started young. But the Lord told me I'm sending an angel to them. And I'm going to take care of them. I don't. I don't have to go back to the Lord and say, God, save my kids. I just say, Lord, thank you for what you're going to do and what you're doing now. God has given me back what the devil took away from me. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And God will do that for you. I got, dear Lord, I got three hours of preaching. I wanted to preach all this, but don't look like it's going anywhere. But I'm going to do it anyway. Not the three hours. Don't worry. I'm going to let you go. Don't get nervous. Don't get nervous. Hallelujah. Don't, don't get nervous. We're going to get out early. But there it is. Simple message. And boy, I put this, man, this is a tremendous message. Dear God, it's an awesome message. What's happening tonight, I'm not quite sure, but it's an awesome message. You got to fight. Simple. I'm telling you, thus said the Lord, you've got to fight. You've got to want it, like I preached the other night, more than ever. You've got to put something into it. If not, it will go between your fingers and you'll lose it. It's just as simple as that. Anybody feel the Holy Ghost or am I the only one that feels the Holy Ghost? Do you believe that this child can be touched of God and healed of God? He's done it more than one time. He's done it more than one time. He's done it more than one time, so he can do it right now if we have faith. God is trying his best to develop your faith within this church, the faith within this church. I'm telling you, anybody can agree on that? Slowly it's happening, it seems like, but it is happening. Until you get to the place where faith rises so strong and you believe this preacher... 
After a while, somebody's going to believe this preacher. I believe you do. But we'll get together and you're going to see great things happening where I can just sit right here and it comes in and watch you guys do it and get paid for it. 